0: Welcome to the Audacious Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna Beers. Each week, we will walk you through the entrepreneurial adventures of either myself or my amazing guests as we explore what we did right, what we've done wrong, and everything in between. We'll arm you with tactical tips and tools that will allow you to navigate your own path to build your dream business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Audacious Entrepreneur. This is the last part of the four part series, excuse me, of what I learned in my first two years as an entrepreneur. Uh, The last three episodes would be the first three parts of this segment. So, part four, today's episode, is What is still in the works slash what is still in progress? So what I'm going to talk about today are three things that I want to implement or have started implementing, but just aren't totally up and running and live yet. So things that I absolutely think are important for you to do in your business I just can't tell you exactly how to do it yet because I'm not there, but I'm working on it. And so if you implement these things now, we can work on them together. So let's get to number one. So the first thing on this list is building my email list. So I'm still not good at this. Like I said, that's why it's on this list, work in progress, but it is my number one item that I'm working on right now. And my first piece of advice to you is to start now, okay? if Even if you're, if you're thinking about starting a business, start getting it out there and building your email list. If you've been in business for years and years and years, uh, you probably have some sort of email list already created with your clients, uh, but you want to grow that. Start growing and nurturing your email list right now. So this, again, this is going to end up being its own podcast. Once I kind of understand better how to teach you guys how to do this, but basically, so social media is great, right? Having a thousand followers, I don't have that, but having a thousand followers is awesome. Um, You know, having Facebook friends is great, but first of all, those lists aren't yours if Instagram or Facebook was to just disappear, you would lose your followers, you would lose your Facebook friends, and if that is the only way you're communicating with your community, you would lose that connection. Um, the other part of that is that if, if, you're, if social media is your only way of communicating, um, the algorithm, and I know what I just learned last week, the Facebook algorithm, says that on your initial post, 3% of your uh, friends actually see your post. Okay, guys, 3%. That means if you have 100 friends, 3 people saw it. If you have 1,000 friends, 30 people, 30 people. And then the way that increases uh, both Instagram and Facebook is the more people engage with it, the more it'll show up on other people's feeds. But the point is, you're not touching everybody who's interested. If they're following your page, that means they're interested in you, right? But not everybody's seeing it. So getting people onto your email list, that email list becomes your business asset. And that is could be your best asset, you guys. Because this is the way that you can serve your community and serve your audience. So... Again, this is going to be a whole webinar or a webinar, oh Lord, a whole episode in itself. But the easiest way I know how to do this, and I've just, this is one thing I have done myself is to create a freebie or an offer as an incentive for your audience to opt in to your email list. Okay. Um, so a freebie or an offer. What that means, if you're an online retailer, that's easy. Discount code, right? I mean, every place you shop online, as soon as you go there, the first thing that pops up is a is a thing, do you want a 10% discount? Enter your email address and get it, okay? You're now in their email list, okay? They can now serve you and send you newsletters and updates and offers and everything, the whole nine yards, okay? Because they, they gave you that offer, um, or I said, or a freebie, like I'm in service, so I can't give a discount. Well, I could, but I'm not going to. That's not how we operate. So, I will create different PDFs or checklists or how-to things and you know, and say, so we need to revamp this cuz I started this during tax season. Um before tax season, I offered a free checklist. And the reason was not my clients. My clients are already on my email list. You guys like I want new people that I could make clients, you know, that are future clients. So my social media says, check out my website. They go to my website and up pops, Hey, want a free tax preparation guide checklist or whatever I called it. They enter their email address and immediately they get a checklist of the things they need to prepare their tax return. Okay. That way if they're using TurboTax or, you know, H and R Block, whatever it is, they have a list to help guide them and collect their information. Freebie for them, email list to me. They're now on my email list, so I can serve, serve, serve them. Um, so I guess the first thing you would have to do is get some, get a way to, you know, take to uh, handle your email list. But again, this is its own podcast in itself. But the thing you can start doing is thinking about that freebie or that offer that you want to offer that in in exchange for getting their email list. Ah, it, for their email address, sorry, getting their email address. So the second thing that is still a work in progress is serving your email list. So this guy's is another thing. So these two things go hand in hand and they are absolutely my number one focus in my business right now. And so here, even if you only have one subscriber on your email list, service the hell out of them. You guys like the smaller your email list, the better service you can provide, right? Cause if you have that few people on your email list, if when they're engaging with you, you can engage right back to, you know, with them and give them that personal level of customer service. Right. But let's say we're too big for the one-on-one, right? So there is a book called jab, 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 right hook. And it's all about the concept of serve, 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 then sell, okay? what you're So you, you got this email list. First of all, you got it. The first thing you did was offer them a freebie or a discount, so you've already served step one, right? You've served them with a freebie or an offer or a discount or of some sort, okay? You served them. Now you're gonna serve them again. You're gonna put them on your email list and whether it's weekly, biweekly, monthly, something, you are going to serve them with valuable content. Okay. Whether, um, you know, if you're in fashion, maybe it's the latest trend, maybe it's, uh, maybe you're in, into food restaurant stuff and it's the latest summer recipe or the easiest barbecue hack. I don't know for us, it's, you know, what can you do now in August to prepare for taxes, you know, like, or, It can be, um, you know, we'll send out things on like HSAs or, you know, those are health savings accounts, how you, how those are beneficial to you. So, um, college savings accounts, things that are valuable to people, whether they're our client or not, the information in them is valuable and useful. Okay. Serve, serve, serve. So we're feeding them with content and then Sell. So for us, we really have two times a year where we're quote unquote selling, okay? And that's tax time when we wanna do your tax return. And then I guess there's three times because we do some mid-year planning, right? July, August-ish. And then, at, but in the end of October slash beginning of November is our second selling season where we will start selling tax planning um, because year in tax planning is so important for business owners specifically, but also for people that are, that have make a lot of money off investments or commission, anything where your income might fluctuate. Tax planning is super important. And I still am trying to convey that to my clients anyway. Um, so yeah, so jab, 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 right hook means serve, 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 sell. The reason for that, you've gone, you know, you've worked hard to get this, to build your email list, right? But if you're only contacting your clients, would you want them when, you know, when you, when you need something from them, right? You need to buy, you know, you want to sell, you want them to buy something from you. You have a new, if you have a new digital course, if you have a new product line out, whatever, if you're only contacting them when you want something that's not servicing your client. Okay. So it's so important that you serve them. And the layer that that process that behind that guys, because I have so many people and I was even one of these, like at the very beginning, I'm like, I don't want to give away things for free or they're not going to pay me. Like they're not going to pay for me to prepare their tax return. If I just tell them everything they need to do. Yes, they will, because they don't want to do it themselves. Okay. Um, and there is not one person Okay. That has come in my doors that I've sat and I've, I've told them in a free consultation, what they need to do, you know, what they should be doing to save taxes, to plan that or whatever. And unless they were just like, maybe they just, they wanted turbo tax, you know, or they didn't need tax planning or they just didn't need what we had to offer. They didn't take what I told them and said, okay, now I can do it myself. Like, oh, she just gave me all the tools I need to do it myself. I can just go, no, Like I told you what needs to be done, but they, then they, they've said, Oh my God, this girl knows what she's doing. She, she knows what she's talking about. She understands my situation. Hell yeah. I'm going to hire her to do my tax return. Hell yeah. I'm going to do hire her to do my accounting because she knows her shit. Okay. And I, so when you provide valuable content for free, Then when it's time for you to launch a product or service or ask them to buy something from you, you're going to have an audience who knows you, who trusts you and who likes you. Um, And you guys, I, I know I talk about Rachel Hollis a lot and I am really sorry. I will try to, you know, um, diversify this a little bit, but that woman could sell me an igloo if I lived in Antarctica. Okay. She services, uh, she has two podcasts. Okay. That are free. She does a, every weekday for 30 minutes, she gets online and does a Facebook live. Okay. She has books that I could, if I wanted to get from the library for free. She posts tips on her Instagram and Facebook for free. Okay. She, she provides all of this content and helps me, you know, I feel, you know, helps her audience so that when she launches a product, I, I am like they're at noon on launch day pushing submit to buy something. Okay, I have bought all of her books during presale. I have bought her product. You know she has a line on QVC like a clothing line, which I bought a dress that I spent more on than I have ever spent on probably all the other dresses I've ever owned. Okay, like it was I think it was like hundred dollars for a dress, you guys. But I loved it and it was her and I was supporting her, so I bought it. Um, I went to her conference. I like. If she puts her name on something, I want it, and that's because I know she's good at what she does, and she has provided me with so many free tools and tri- tri- trip—oh my gosh—tricks and tips that I know that if she gave me that information for free, I can't—you know—who like if I'm actually paying for something? Holy crap! What is that level of product going to look like, right? So don't have the mentality that you don't want to give out stuff for free because you're afraid then they won't pay for it, okay? Again, if you're providing valuable content for free, then when you're ready to launch something that they have to pay for, they're going to be much more likely to buy it because they know you, they trust you, and they like you. The third item in of what's in the works is learn how to scale your Business. So, your type of business. So, what I mean by that is um, even if you are a sole, you know, I, I call it a sole proprietorship, and that's because I'm in tax, but um, solo, you know, if you're working, if you're a one man shop, one woman shop, okay, and that you are the only person in your business right now, start figuring out how to grow. Okay. And what that means is how do you make enough money to hire your first person, your first person to help you? Okay. How, because here you guys running a business is not the same in my mind as running a company. Okay. A business. Yes. You can run by yourself. Okay. And you can run it with more people, but It's something that you are still, you know, we're a huge part of, even if you have a staff of 20, to me, a business is still something that you are an integral part of, whereas a company, okay, a company you could pull yourself out of and it would still function. Okay. So my goal is to be the CEO of my company, meaning I oversee everything. Okay. So I'm still actively making sure that my other chief officers are doing their job, running their departments. You know, I'm still keeping an eye on hold on financials, but it operates on its own. Okay. I'm not doing anything in the business that if I disappear, it doesn't work anymore. Okay. So I'm in my, so in my instance, I'm not my goal. I will be a company when I'm not doing tax returns anymore, okay, I will be a company, because right now I do some tax returns. I review everything. I review all tax returns that go out. So I'm talking about right now what I'm doing in my business, okay? What do I do in my business? I do, I do tax returns, not very, like my teammates do most of the tax returns, but I do some. I prepare some tax returns. I review all tax returns and I do all tax planning right now still. Um, and so those are the three things. So we need to get to a point where I don't, so the first easiest thing to do is what is to get to the point where I don't have to do tax returns anymore. And the re, the only reason I'm doing them right now, it's not because we're behind. It's because I, we, all three of us need to be working right now to generate re, enough revenue. Okay. So that's why I'm still working on tax returns. So we got to get there. Eventually the other two fantastic females in our office will be the ones reviewing tax returns, okay? So they'll be reviewing the tax returns before they go out. It, not everything will run past my desk anymore, okay? I will still review things for probably years to come, but not everything has to go through my desk. It'll have to go through one of our three or two or whatever, however we end up setting up. And then tax planning, and we're already working, you know, Lindsay's already learning how to individually tax plan and Carrie will be learning how to, I say their names, like, you know them, but I feel like I'm going to talk about them so much that you might as well get to know them. So those are the three things that as soon as I have taught other people on the team to do these without me and efficiently, then I'll feel like we're a company because at that point I can pull myself out of the picture and the company still runs. So the, so where we were getting at is learn how to scale your business. How, what do you need to do to turn your business into a company? Okay. So whether you learn this on YouTube, Pinterest, take a class, read a book. I don't care how you learn it, but you need to figure out what steps need to be taken to scale your business. And teach yourself. So you need to teach yourself what scaling a business in your specific industry looks like. Okay. I just told you what it looks like in, in my end, in my, and it's not even in my industry, in my specific scenario, in my life, in my business that I run now. If I want to run a company by next tax season, those three things I just told you are the three things that I need to make sure other people know how to do. And so what does that look like in your industry, in your business? What what do you do in your business that only you can do? Okay. And how do you teach other people to do that? Or how, how do you get other people to help you with that? Um, so a couple other, how do you scale your business? So a couple other ways we've done that. So teaching staff and, and teaching the team how to do everything that I do. Um, Another one, we have talked about Books with Beers in another podcast, another episode, but we're going to scale our business by utilizing this partnership. So for those of you that maybe this is the first episode you're turning into, so Books with Beers is a partner program that my tax firm has with other accountants. And what it is, is for clients, either theirs or ours. They do the bookkeeping, the everyday, day to day tasks of, you know, in accounting. And then we do the tax prep and the tax planning. So we are a team. And how this is going to help us scale is because this is going to allow us to take on more clients in two aspects. One, it's going to allow us to find more clients because we're able to, you know, we have referrals coming from our partners but we also are able to take on more clients because we're no longer doing bookkeeping in house, which we're slow at and we're not very efficient, you know, compared to, and I'm not saying we suck at it. We're, we're, we're good at it. We know what we're doing, but it's its own art, its own niche, niche that the bookkeepers that we're partnered with that specialize in it can do their what we do way faster, way more efficiently because that's all they do. That's what they know, and then we'll do the tax work for their those clients. So that's one way we're going to scale. Um, another, so we hired a marketing consultant this year, um, and this firm. So in the forty-two years that the previous owner owned this firm, they did no marketing. Everything was word of mouth. Okay, so marketing is a brand new you know, beast for us to tackle. So we hired a a marketing consultant um, so that we are marketing right, you know, and so we can grow that way. Uh, Next, we're going to hire a VA, which will free up time for our full, you know, free up some time for our full-time team members. So there, we're going to identify the tasks that we are repetitively doing, and we're going to hire a VA to do some of those tasks for us. Um, Next tax season, we're going to end up hiring temporary contract accountants to help us complete tax returns so that we can take on more workload. You know, they're going to take on the, you know, simpler, you know, less complex, I guess, you know, tax returns. Well, the three of us in office, the full-time team tackles our more complex clients. So those are all ways that we, that I have investigated how I can scale my type of business. So one thing you guys can, so figure out how you can scale your own business and a pro tip for marketing you guys. So I'm assuming if you're going to scale, you got to grow and you got to get more clients. So what I want you to do is look at your list and identify your three best clients. And I'm not talking necessarily the three highest income clients, but your three best clients, the best bang for their buck. Okay. Which one's maybe give you the best rate of return, or maybe they're, maybe they're not your biggest monetary client, but they're pretty big and they're easy. They don't, they're not PETA clients, pain in the ass PETA. You know, they're not PETA clients. They're not ones that are constantly harping you, you know, thinking that you are, that they're the only concern you have to deal with. You know, they're not constantly, you know, asking you for the same thing over and over again because they forget that they asked you already. You know, they're not the ones that are complaining about their bill when you send it because they, uh, they value what you do for them. Okay. So identify your three best clients. Okay. And then meet with them, have a call with them, have coffee with them, whatever. Okay. And sit down with them, have a conversation be like, you know what? I love working with you and tell them all the reasons that they're your favorite client. Okay. And then say, I would love to have more clients with you. I'm sorry, to have more clients like you. Like, oh, hey, by the way, do you have any friends or any other, you know, any acquaintances that might be interested in meeting with me to see if we can give them the services we need? So let me give you an example of that. And again, I'm going to use my industry. So I'm going to go to my, my favorite client. Um, I have a few of them. I'm not going to lie. I, I have a few of them, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go to my car wash guy. Okay. And this is, This is a client who we do quarterly work for. So I love it because it's year round income. Okay. It is a decent amount. Every time we do their quarterly stuff, we also do their tax return, but they value what we do. The owner loves what we do, values what we do. Their internal bookkeeper works pretty well with our staff. Um, and is responsive when we have questions and, and everything like that. And I know that we give them great service. So I know that they, again, I said that they value what we do. So I've actually sat down with him, you know, um, and we, oh, oh no, we had an open house. We had an open house, um, in June and he came to it and he's actually the person, the person who gave me this tip. And so I, I just kind of flipped it on him, but anywho, Sorry more info than you needed. That happens a lot. So, Hey Bob, there we go. You know what? I love working with you. You do great. You know, your books are always great. We love you. We love everything you do. Do you have other car wash owners who might need, you know, an accountant to do their quarterly financial work and their tax work? And sure enough, he's like, you know what? I have one, I have one guy that I just met with last week who hates his accountant. So why don't you know, let me get connected with him, make sure he's okay with me giving you his name and I'll connect you guys. Okay. And that's it. Okay. So my homework for you guys is to talk to your three best clients, tell them how awesome they are and see if they have any clients like them that you can reach out to and work with you guys. How easy is that? How easy is that? And if you specifically in fact, get more sp- specific and tell each, you know, meet with each of these clients and say, Hey, it'd be great. You know, do you have, th- be specific, ask specifically for three, for three, Hey, do you have three people in mind that might be able to utilize my services? Okay. And then even if only a third of them pan out, that's three new clients, you guys, and you, they should hopefully be clients you like because they came from clients you like. So that doesn't always work out that last piece, but it's a better chance of happening than if it's a crapshoot. All right, so in conclusion, the three things that I am working on right now to improve on that I also think you should be working on one is building my email list so you guys are gonna start thinking about your freebie or offer that you're gonna um, offer your email list as you know the people who join your email list. two is serve your email list remember jab 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 right hook meaning serve serve serve, sell because. Your audience wants someone they know, trust, and like. And when they do, they will buy from you. And three is to learn how to scale your business. And here, you're going to start growing your business, and you're going to do so by talking to your three best clients and asking each one for three referrals. All right, so thanks again for joining me for another episode of The Audacious Entrepreneur. That concludes our little series on what I've learned in the first two years. Um, so next week we will, you know, we'll be pivoting a little bit and bringing you something new and exciting. Um, I have a few, there's a few things, a few episodes already recorded, so I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with next, but it'll, it'll be good no matter what. Um, that said, let me know what you want to hear. Go to our Facebook page, the audacious entrepreneur podcast. Go there. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Like I say every week, do it nicely. Add a smiley face emoji. And most importantly, tell me what you want to hear. You know, tell me the content you want to hear that'll help you guys in your businesses. So thanks again for tuning in and we will talk to y'all next week. Bye.